let me ask you something. Do you have a group activity or an event with a focus on fatherhood? Well, guess what? I have a presentation that I call the Pursuit Formula. It's a simple tool that will help dads have relevant, long-lasting, and even fun relationships with their children. So if you'd like me to come and speak at your group activity or event, just email me, david at dadmatters.org. Again, that's david at dadmatters.org. I'll even throw in my top 10 favorite dad jokes. Mana 3 Media. Parents out there and friends everywhere. I'm David Wilkinson. I'm a dad of three, a husband and a storyteller who's interested in talking to and learning from distinct parents. And whether the conversations are on my backyard deck, in my car, or on my kayak, welcome to Dad Matters. Hopper, you want a pumpkin spice latte? Yes. Welcome back to Dad Matters. I'm David Wilkinson, your dad caster of choice. And this is the third episode and our final episode for the month of November. We've only, we're only going to do three this month because next week is Thanksgiving week. So we're going to take the week off. But this is the third episode in the month of November. I'm going to be continuing to have my conversation with co-host Crystal Brown. And then we're going to feature my dad right along. And uh, so look forward to sharing that with you. If you've not heard the first two episodes of the month with my conversation with Daniel Ritchie, you can go back at this time and listen to those now. We'll wait for you. But we are at the third episode. Actually, give me just a second here because i got to order a pumpkin spice latte for my daughter. Hi. Hello. I'd like a grande cold... Uh, Pumpkin. pumpkin spice latte. Peanut grande ice pumpkin spice latte. What else for you? Uh, what is mom gonna be home soon? I have no idea. Let's Probably. make let's make that two. Two of that. Yep. Oh. Uh, and a grande iced coffee. And a grande iced coffee. Well, she want hers to be the decaf. And I only want cream in that. And just cream. Yep. What's that? Well, she yeah. want hers to be decaf. And you still want the um the classic syrup that comes in that, correct? Uh, no, 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 no sweet syrup of any kind. No classic at all. All right. And make sure that the second um, um, pumpkin. pumpkin spice latte is decaf, please. Make that second one decaf. Yep, and that's it. All right. It's going to be $14.99 at the window. Thank you. All right, Aubrey. So let's talk about Thanksgiving because okay. we're coming up on one of our favorite holidays. Yes. It is raining really hard, by the way. Can you hear the roof? Yeah, it sounds like tin. It's kind of nice sounding. It's it's almost soothing. Therapeutic. It is therapeutic. But Thanksgiving, you like it. I like it. It's a really, really fun holiday, but it's also full of memories and gratitude. Food. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. And, and food. Gratitude. That's what I meant to say. It's full of gratitude. Oh, that was a really bad dad joke. Um, it's okay. It's dad matters. <laughs> You're like, I'll give it to you. That's what your podcast is all about. Um, but yeah, since it's coming up Thanksgiving next week, I thought what more fitting for you and me to talk about than maybe... Uh, a past Thanksgiving memory that was important to you, uh, maybe something you're grateful for? Well, there was one Thanksgiving where Nana asked us to write down every single thing we could think of that we were thankful for. 
right. on this like little sheet of paper. Yeah, and yeah, then, I remember that. Yeah, we all went around and like read what our paper said. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just cool because like a lot of times people are like, oh, what are you thankful for? And you'll say like your family, your dog, your, you know, like that stuff. But this was like, I'm thankful for family, dogs, friends, plus like little things too that you don't really think about. Like I remember, I think like one of the boys said like their favorite candy and like mm-hmm. we we said like getting to spend time with family. Like it was things that you don't normally think about. Yeah. Like even the little things like, oh, I'm thankful for Skittles. Like it it was just fun to like hear all the, the little things too. Was that the time when Papa uh, drew your name? And said something about you? Maybe. I just remember Papa uh, drew your name and he started talking about you and the both of you just started crying. <laughs> it was really sweet. It was an emotional little girl because I was only in like elementary school, I think, because I got an iPod two days before. <laughs> well, you have a tender heart as well. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, let's get the drinks. Hi, it's May 1498. All right. Thank you. Want to hear a joke I heard today? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a joke about a pencil. Okay. Just kidding. It's pointless. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good one. Your jokes fit in perfectly on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Okay. So... We were talking about Thanksgiving stories, and you were sharing that past experience. Uh, What about something that you're grateful for? Grateful for my two best friends at my school. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, like, say their names or anything like that. But we're just, like, we're really close. And even though there's three of us, it never is exclusive or, like, two against one, like, it's always just been the three of us. And and that is a very, very rare thing to have uh, commonality and something very distinct amongst three. I'll tell you something that I'm grateful for. Um, I am very grateful that your mother uh, continues to be healthy. Uh, I don't ever want to take for granted that there was a time when she had some medical concerns and she's doing a whole lot better now. Uh, she's been cancer-free. We're getting closer to a decade uh, with each passing day. And that's pretty, that's something I'm very grateful for. So parents, this is the third and final episode for the month of November. And once again, the first two episodes in November, if you go back, you can hear part one and part two of my conversation with Daniel Ritchie. Um, you don't want to miss that. And we will wait for you. Had great conversation with him. He's a public speaker. He's an author. He's a husband. He's a father. And he is an overcomer. His story is both inspiring and will make you take a really hard look at yourself. So I hope that you give it a chance to go back and listen to that. But this is the third episode for the month. So I'm going to have my final conversation with my co-host, Crystal Brown. We're going to be talking about parenting issues. And then we're going to feature my dad right along. So I hope you enjoy it. I am joined in this episode by my friend, Crystal Brown. Crystal is one of my co-hosts. Crystal, how you doing? 
Hey, David, I'm great today. How are you? I'm wonderful. So there were just two other things and, and um, we'll move on to this next section, but it is worth pointing out to me. I loved how he talked about how he, he doesn't want to give his family mm-hmm. s- seconds. And I think that there's a really good practical thing here for parents to just realize that we probably should just plan. If there's if we're a little bit proactive right. before we hit five o'clock, yes. then we're not done. We're not uh-huh. spent and and ready to go our separate ways and get a little me time. Right. If we can plan that me time, if right. we can if we can know while we're driving home that I'm about to walk into not necessarily <laughs> an easy night of peace. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little bit of work. There's going to be some discipline. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to give them my seconds. So if the, if we're proactive, I mean it could be getting up early and, and walking. It could be, um, you know, I, I like to put on my um, Beats headphones uh-huh. and sit out on my deck for 30 minutes and uh-huh. just play like, you know, music that sounds like the woods Right. and just yeah. sit still. Just basically yeah. get all the clutter out of my mind because my yeah. mind just goes a million yeah. miles an hour yeah. by nature. So there's there's a lot of things that we can do, but I think um, that's an obtainable thing. I think yeah. it's just about trying to plan ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that he said that I thought was important was, you know, he talked about how he was worried about how his kids would turn out. Uh-huh. And I started thinking about as dads, what if you come from a bad dad situation, mm-hmm. you think about your child and you want desperately not to replicate, replicate. that same thing that happened for you and your dad. Mm-hmm. I like that he said, but what better dad for there to be for my kids if they do turn out that way mm-hmm. than someone who has gone through that. And I, I guess I want to encourage parents who are have come from something that they're right. trying to not replicate with their children. Yes that they're the best possible yes. nominees to be the parents for their children right because of that yep that that, they know that they know what they don't gift. want they know yep. what they don't want mm-hmm. uh, so um, in a few moments we are going to watch my uh, dad ride along uh, where I'm out in the car and I'm I'm having random thoughts or pre-planned thoughts and in th- today's case um, it was something that was sparked from a conversation from a friend of mine, a fellow dad um, on a phone call, but also from something that has been a constant thorn for me. And that is the idea of pass versus fail. Mm -hmm. And I, when uh, Jacob was a mm, sophomore or junior, I went to a therapist and or a counselor or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call that and was talking about how I approach a lot of my situations, not just as a parent, but in my life. Right. And it was pointed out to me how I really look at things through that filter of pass versus fail. Yeah. So if I go to a meeting, you know, if the person who's running that meeting has wasted everyone's time, then it's very pass or fail. That was a fail. Right. Man, that was a big waste of our time. Right. Or, <laughs> or that person had something that was really important to say and is actually making a good shift in what we're going to be doing for the next few hours or few months. Right. That's a pass. Right. Um, if I start my day, you know, and if I've got a lot of stuff that's coming and it's going to be really difficult and I'm really worried about it, uh-huh. and I decide to throw up a quick prayer, and it's like, man, I sure hope this goes well. And then if the day doesn't go well, uh-huh. then it's like, well, what happened? You know? Yeah. That's a fail. Mm-hmm. 
Or if it went well, hey, it all worked out perfectly. It's very black or white, mm-hmm. very pass versus fail. And this counselor uh, therapist uh, shared with me that th- there is a mindset definitely in our culture of pass versus fail. Mm. And that we often apply that to even under our own roof. Yeah. And um, we definitely internalize it. I know that dads do this a lot. Uh-huh. I don't, I can't speak for moms and I was you can yes. weigh in on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So failure seems to be a, a pretty prominent title that we like to add to yes. our to our list of credentials. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a dad. I'm a dad of, you know, 21 years. I'm a failure. Like right. it's a title. Right. Like we look it's a at, hashtag now. it is a like, hashtag. Mom fail. That's yeah. right. My kids are yeah, having whatever for Cheetos for breakfast. Mom fail. Yeah. Exactly. We kind of revel in it almost. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and so when, when I talked with my friend on the phone, we were talking a lot about pass versus fail. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about when we um, look at situations with our children, mm-hmm. it's a different response than if we did something productive with a group of adults. Mm-hmm. If you Let's say you are tasked to build something on someone's backyard deck on a Saturday. Right. And you know what the plan is and you execute the plan with a group of people. And when it's all said and done, you look at your work and you have a group of adults who say, thank you so much. That meant the world to us mm-hmm. that you did that for us, that you yes. took time out on your Saturday. It looks great. And, and you are aware that you've done something good for them. Right. Because you've been given feedback from someone right. who is thinking the way that you think. Right. But with our children. Right. We might work really hard and right. probably harder at that than we do at working on someone's deck uh-huh. or anything else because being a parent matters to us more than anything. Right. And yet we don't get that feedback from uh-huh. them. Hey, mom, I just want you to right. know this meal, this yeah. is stellar. Yeah. When Thank you, you and for dad thinking about this and making yeah. sure we have food to eat today. Yeah. Like that's great. Yeah. Dad put together this feast. <laughs> right. And Man, I can just tell that he really, right. like, he went all Pour out. love into this it. Is yeah. no, this is not a PBJ dinner. <laughs> right. He went all out. And I just, right. I want you to know, that, that meant the right. world to me. Right. Our kids no. are not going to say no. that. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that that probably influences a lot of times how we internalize how we're doing. That is that is a good point. I've never thought about that, but yeah. Because we're not we're not engaging with adults. Right. And we, and to ask them to try to join us on our adult level does right. not work. Right. And so that can be a very tough thing. Uh-huh. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and now uh, take a look at my next dad ride along. Okay, great. Well, hello, parents. Welcome to another dad ride along. I just dropped my daughter off at school uh, and I'm about to run a couple errands. Man, she's 16, it's her junior year. Oh, how the time flies by. Uh, we got to enjoy it while we can. Um, I am at a point where my children are, they're not all in my house anymore. I have a son who is married, which means I also have a a beautiful daughter-in-law. So now I have four kids instead of three, which is fantastic. But they don't live in our house. They live in another town. And uh, so we've got two under our roof right now. And 
One of those is about to be leaving soon, which is my middle son, Zach. He's about to start college. And so I am definitely experiencing some big transitions right now as a dad. And so is my wife, Cheryl, as a mother. And um, I was talking on the phone yesterday with a friend of mine and something really stuck in my heart in our conversation. He's a fellow dad as well. And what we were talking about was how our children, uh, we were talking about the changes that they go through um, throughout their childhood. And we were circling this idea. And by the end of the phone conversation, I really felt like we had struck gold uh, on something. And so I really wanted to share it with you all today. Um, I don't know if you've seen the film Moneyball, but you should. It's really, really good. Uh, It stars Brad Pitt. He plays a general manager for the Oakland A's. Um, It is loosely based on a true life story back in the day when the Oakland A's were not doing well in baseball uh, and had a lot of problems. And their general manager, Billy Bean, was trying to figure out how to get them out of the bottom of the barrel, basically. And he read a book and it was about how numbers can influence and he connected with this other person and before you know it he is changing how he would recruit and how he would try to put together a baseball team and uh it was really really interesting it was a fun film it's not exactly a your your average sports film but one of the big things that happened in it was he came around to the idea that you shouldn't be buying players you should be buying wins and in order to buy wins you have to buy runs And so they started really looking at analysis. It was a math game. They were trying to figure out how they could get points. So it wasn't based on, you know, the profile players and putting out the big money. They were wanting to pay less money for people that could just basically get on base. So when he had a big meeting with his scouts to talk through uh, the prospects and they're looking at the board, nothing that they said was going over well with him. And he kept trying to point them to this idea and they were getting frustrated. They were getting more and more frustrated. And eventually one of those scouts pulled him aside and basically told him, hey, Billy, you are throwing out years and years and years of experience and wisdom from scouts in order to play this silly math game. And he looked at him and he basically just said, adapt or die change in our kids both in personality and in identity is inevitable and to stay influential we must adapt or die i remember trying to adjust to some of those changes and when our kids are little one day they might be really cuddly with us and then the next day they're screaming and their personalities are even going to be shifting. Their experiences, their identity, the people that they're socially spending time with, all of these things are going to be affecting them throughout their childhood. And basically one of the only constant things that we have as parents is the fact that our kids are going to change. You know, I'm a big believer that as parents, We have to parent each one of our kids differently, that they're not 
what what works for one does not necessarily work for another child. But the other thing that we have to be aware of is that each one of our children are going to hit a new chapter. They're going to come up on a new phase of life and we have to adapt or die because they are going to go through those changes in their personality and in their identity. And if we want to be relevant, if we want a long-lasting relationship with our kids, if we want to stay influential, we have to adapt or die. It's just that simple. You know my son Jacob, he's 21, he's married, and because he's no longer in my house, I am now having to adapt to that I have a son who eventually will become a father and that means I'm going to be a grandfather. So that means that I have to now prepare for those years. I have to adapt to that. But don't get me wrong, I'm really looking forward to being a grandfather when that time comes, but I feel like I just got used to Jacob graduating from high school and going to college. Then he went to college and started becoming more responsible and started going after certain job opportunities. Um he went in a lot of different directions with a lot of different things and we were constantly just trying to keep up with what's going on in his life and where he's at. And so now Jacob is married. But every one of these situations provides an opportunity for me as a dad, for my wife as a mom to adapt or die on the vine of influence. That's just all there is to it. Now we can try to stay in one spot. And parents, if you have young kids, you could try to stay in one spot with them and just hold on and hope that nothing's going to change, but change in their personality and in their identity is absolutely inevitable. My middle son Zach, he's a lot different now than he was when he was younger. He'd be the first to say that. It's a great personality. But if I tried to hold on to Zach's old personality and think that it has to be that way all the time, well I would cause problems for him. I would cause problems for me, for my wife and for everyone else. We have to adapt or die. Our children are constantly going to be changing. It's not their fault, it's the way of things. They're supposed to change. We're the ones who have to remember that the only constant is going to be change. And so we have to be static in one thing, and that is that we are willing to adapt. It may sound ironic, but that's the deal. That's the deal. So parents, I want to encourage you today, if you feel like that your kids are changing on you left and right and you cannot keep up, and you're just trying to figure out what's going to happen next take comfort in the fact that that's completely normal change is going to be inevitable adapt or die that's the deal parents i hope that you're actually encouraged by that and not discouraged by that it makes for an awfully fun roller coaster ride i can tell you that much parenting is a lot of hard work but it is super fun to watch them go through all those different iterations in life so enjoy it enjoy it today Crystal, are you do you ever find yourself being nostalgic about how things used to be like when mm-hmm. the girls were were mm-hmm. little when it was easier when they didn't have a voice? Yeah. <laughs> when yes. they were more compliant. Yeah. Or like do you yeah. think that this is something that you ever you ever run into as yeah. a parent that uh-huh. having to adapt to yet another change? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I I really like the toddler years. Think and I kind of felt like 
we had kids young, you know, weren't necessarily planning on it at the time. So I kind of felt like it fell in my lap and I felt like it would last forever. And I, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I mean, then just like that, it's, it's done. And yeah. And I, I like where we are now, but just hearing about all that change made me like cringe. Cause I, <laughs> I coming. don't like it. it. I mean, and it's here already, even hearing yeah. about the personality changing. Oh, that's normal. Like that's just, mm-hmm. you know, I see that and it's, it's interesting to hear like that's normal and it's going to keep happening. So adapt or die. I think the thing that is, I think the one thing that we should hold on to mm-hmm. is that we just got to be careful not to put this condition on parenting is going to look like this. Right. Our kids are always going to be this way. Yeah. They're always going to want to do this. They're always going to want to play with these kids. Right. They're always going to enjoy doing this. And now I can get comfortable right. with this is how it's always going to be. If yeah. we can just prepare ourselves for the inevitable nature of the change, mm. then maybe we can enjoy right. some of those different iterations along the way. Right. Because they are great. You want to see, obviously, your kids grow and mature and rocket their life, their personality, their giftings, all that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's good. It's good for me who doesn't like change to remember, plan for it. It's going to happen whether I want it to or not. I might as well be intentional and and look forward to it. Keep learning myself about them. Mm -hmm. You know, never just assume you know that, yeah, just keep pursuing them and getting to know where are you today? What are you, you know, what are you liking this year? What do you mm-hmm. not like anymore? And yeah. It could be really as simple as like there was a pivotal year where there was this one thing and it really shifted behavior uh-huh. in our child uh-huh. and it has forever changed the way that they now practically do right. Everything. this or this. Yeah. And it's okay to, to let them shift. Uh-huh. It's okay that they're not who we thought they were always going to be. Right. In truth, we're not who we were so, a couple years ago. And I thought that hearing yeah, hearing that. Yeah, I thought that in terms of marriage even, Nate and I are so different than when we got married because we've changed, you know, because we are growing and hopefully maturing. And, yeah, and you have to be willing to be flexible, I guess, in all of your relationships. Yeah. Yeah. When I think back to... When Cheryl and I got married, mm-hmm. what a knucklehead I was! <laughs> like she married you anyway. <laughs> she married me anyway, but like uh, I even go back to what Daniel Ritchie said in our conversation uh-huh. about how when he got married, he figured out how selfish he was. Uh-huh. Was it yeah. when he got married or when he became yep. a parent? Well, he he started with when he got married. When he got married, and then he prolonged it into and these are still the, there when he got it. Yeah. And those are the two landmark moments in life where you right. need to figure out how selfish you are. Absolutely. Once you get married, yeah, and you have to start sharing yep. your life. Yeah. And once you have kids and have to share it, multiply it over. Yeah. You realize how selfish you are. Yeah. And I think back to, you know, twenty five years ago when Cheryl and I got married. I am. There are definite remnants of me. Right. I am still. There's a lot of things about me that are the same. Right. But there are definite things that are yeah. massively different. Yeah, that you couldn't have planned. She couldn't have known David right. 25 years later. Yeah. Yeah, but she kind of adapted with the change, I'm guessing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, with our I hope kids so. or our, yeah, our parents. She says she's adapted. She, she, seems, she seems adapted, yes. Crystal, you've been an amazing co host. I've had a lot of fun talking with you through all of these different 
content points and, and conversations. And uh, I'm hoping that you're going to be willing to do this again. Absolutely. I'm, yeah? I feel encouraged as a parent. So that's a good So this was not place to be a one-off. This was your first <laughs> co-hosting for Dad Matters. Yep. Well, yes. Excellent. I love it. <laughs> we have you. We have a lot of witnesses that just heard you <laughs> right. say that you were going to keep, keep right. going. Right. So, no, I do appreciate you. I love Nate. Yeah, I love you. Great. Your family has been... Uh, wonderful for us. We enjoy spending time with you. Yeah, we love um, you too. And uh, we hope that you'll be photographing our family yeah, for, for, years for years to, to come. come. But, but thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So this is the third and the final episode for the month of December. <laughs> <laughs> Keep all of this in, please. This is... So this is the third and last episode of November. I can't say it. Aubrey, would you do it for me? This is the third. Third and last episode of November. Right. Because next week is Thanksgiving week. And we're and taking so it off. We're taking it off. So Wednesday, November 27th. No episode. And then in the month of December, starting on December 4th, that's going to begin a winter mini-series called Dads and Diners, where I will be having fun little short conversations at diners of our choice, and I'll be chatting with other dads, having a good old time, drinking coffee, eating eggs, eating bacon that's not good for you, and having wonderful conversations. So, until next time, parents, which will be after Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving, parents. Happy Thanksgiving. So, Aubrey, until next time, what do you say? <laughs> so, Aubrey, <laughs> I am messing up so bad. Aubrey, until next time, what do we want the parents to know? Put down your phone and hug your kids. Dad Matters with David Wilkinson is part of the Mana 3 Media Network. It is produced and hosted by me, David Wilkinson. It's co-edited and mixed by Josh Myers. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Dad Matters wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, as well as on our YouTube channel. Just search Dad Matters with David Wilkinson. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dad Matters Pod. And get other updates at Mana 3 Media. That's M-A-N-A, the number three, media. New Dad Matters podcast episodes drop on Wednesdays weekly, so join us for the next one.